Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. We survived the storm. I am Zach Dean. I'm getting my beard groomed in a couple hours because it's so long. This is Chris Boyle. His beard is not nearly long enough to be groomed yet, but I digress. Week number four in the high school football season. No hurricanes this week, although... I'm going to tell you right now, do not look at the weather report for Friday night because it doesn't look great. No. But we're still a couple days out of the cone, so we'll see if the rain holds off. A huge week of high school football this week. I think this is like the the there, there's two games Friday night in particular that are going to be contenders for game of the year, I think. Before we get to those, however, we had some Monday night football action. Hank Williams Jr. was singing Rowdy Friends, right. and we had some uh, we had some ball games played Monday. Yeah, Atlantic opened up with a 32 nothing win in their home field against Seabreeze. Their, their defense really smothered the Sand Crabs. They didn't get a first down until the eight-minute mark of the third quarter. Were they the Dolphins? <laughs> Nobody's the Dolphins. <laughs> Nobody's the Dolphins. Uh, you also had Pine Ridge snapping a 20-game losing streak at home against uh, Halifax. They defeated them 50 to nothing. They scored 43 points in the first half. Had six different players find the end zone. Were they the Ravens? So a good a good week for uh, for Kenny Pickens' group. And you also had uh, Winter Springs knock off Deltona 28 to six. First time they scored the Wolves this year. A 40-yard touchdown pass from Denzel Chapman to Eli Patton was the the highlight of the night, but. Not enough to get the victory. They dropped to 0-2. Baby steps. Yeah. Oh, and, and Father Lopez also played Tuesday night, and they lost uh, 28-6 to to Satellite. They did have Wheels kind of came off there at the end. Yeah, they had a pick six, and it was a really nice play by Antoine Scott, the defensive end, leaping catch, took it back for a touchdown. The offense just didn't get it going, which is a little bit surprising considering how they've started the yep. year. But they'll have a chance to rebound against Cocoa Beach this week. I think they will rebound against Cocoa Beach. Um, that is one of many games Friday night. The biggest game Friday night, I don't think there's any doubt about this one, the one that you'll be at, could very well be a, a district championship decider. Flagler Palm Coast traveling to Spruce Creek two years ago at this very stadium was uh, one of the most memorable games around here with the yeah, phantom no-call, uh, uh, the phantom flag that kind of kept Spruce Creek from winning the game. Last year I covered the game. Uh, Spruce Creek went up there. and It was a good game, FPC won, though. Uh, I think this year these two teams are incredibly even again. Yeah, it's it, this is going to be such a big moment for both of these schools. Uh, you know, Andy Price told me back at the start of August that they can really only afford to lose one district game, and that's kind of the, the mentality when you have four teams the caliber of Flagler, Palm Coast, Deland, Seminole, and Spruce Creek all in yeah. that same district in two eight a. It's going to be a really tough. Look at it. I mean, you look at Dillon and Seminole. We'll talk about them more in a minute. They're both ranked in the top 10 in the AP poll. Yep. And Flagler and Spruce Creek know that they have to start on the right foot. For Flagler, the offense has been spectacular. They've been they've been balanced. They've been efficient. They've been explosive. They've connected through the air. I mean, Donovan Montoya, the talk about his improvements in the offseason, we obviously – Maybe took with a grain of salt, but the, so far the uh, the results have spoken for themselves. He's been 
arguably the best player around here, mm-hmm. I'd say, uh, certainly among the best offensive players around here. They're healthy in the backfield again. Both yep. Ty Jenkins and Mark Genis had a, had a fuller workload against Clay two weeks ago than they did the week before. For Creek, you know, Marvin Scott, this is a big opportunity. Pretty simple, yeah. And obviously Flagler knows that that's going to be what they have to do. They have to find a way to, to keep Marvin Scott in the backfield. They made him earn his, his yards last year um, in a 24-8 to final score. But, you know, there's only so much you can do to keep that kid from breaking loose, from, from wearing you down over the course of uh, 48 minutes. So we'll see how it goes. I, I really think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Who do you got? I've got Flagler. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, I have a Flagler by a final score of 28 to 24. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I have Flagler 28-24. Wow. We're gonna, <laughs> do we have to change that now? No. 29-24? Just go with it. Just roll with we it. We both have Flagler. And, I, and I'm known around here as the Spruce Creek Homer. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw Flagler, and I, I was impressed with Flagler. Now, I, I think their defense still has some holes to fix, and Marvin could very well expose that. But I think Flagler's offense can keep them in any game they're going to play this year. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be – it's not going to be one of those traditional games for no. Flagler where they where they keep a team down on the scoreboard and they, and they kind of run away early. I really think Creek is going to be with, with them stride for stride for a lot of these possessions. It's more than just Marvin. I mean, there is some balance sure. there. Nick Cristiano is an experienced player with, with – three, four years of varsity experience that can go out there, make the throws, distribute the ball, and tuck it and run when he needs to. Um, Sincere Wilson's been impressive from yep. what I've seen in, in small sample sizes. They have a couple receivers they like. The young Minkler, yeah. Kevin Minkler, Sebastian Moran, they like those players too. I think it's going to be fun. I think you really are going to get a game that's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. Every possession is going to matter. Uh, I, I, that one will be one. The other one over in West Volusia is definitely going to be DeLand and Seminole. I mean, you're going to have the the landscape of this district is going to look drastically different Saturday morning than it is Friday yeah. morning. DeLand and Seminole, great game last year. DeLand went to Seminole and won, uh, and, and very similar two teams this year. Uh, I'm picking DeLand. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm like, I don't know what to do here because I feel like these teams are so even. What do you got? I've got Seminole, and it's it's going to be. I do think it's close. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time I've bet against Deland this year. They made me pay for it the first time around. I think Timmy McLean as a quarterback is just a really special he's, player. He's, he's tough been, to keep him in, in arms. Just length. a yeah. really accurate passer, a, a, a good athlete as well, a guy that can really distribute the ball. There's there's a lot of good quality players on the outside for Seminole. Um, we'll, we'll find out how healthy Deland is coming out of the break. They haven't played in three weeks. I think yeah. that might maybe play a role. You know, Seminole did play two weeks ago. They played against Lake Mary, a, a closer game maybe than was expected. But Down to the wire. Yeah, yeah and I, I believe that this is going to be another game that's going to be very, very tight. I think, you know, three to seven points is the margin. I'm going to take Seminole by a score of 21 to 17. I think that's about what I'd see it as. And, you know, I, I, this is no disrespect to Deland. I think yeah. they're very much alive to, to not only win this game on Friday night, but also in the in the wild card race, if they don't win sure. it, they're still going to have an opportunity to beat Flagler, to beat Spruce Creek, to rack up some more points. And with the strength of their schedule, they can still easily get into the playoffs, just like they did last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, the land. I think it just it just seems like whenever you bet against them, they do well, which is why I picked them. <laughs> My only basis. Yeah, they 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 thrive in these situations against ri- sure do. against rival teams. Mm-hmm. The last two years against rival teams went up to FPC last year and took care of business. Maybe being viewed as an underdog, they have thrived in these situations, and we'll see if they can do it again. Big game and flat. Our big game in Creek. Big game in the land. 
Couple other uh, decently intriguing matchups. Obviously, Mainland Pine Ridge open district play. Seabreeze and Deltona. Seabreeze coming off the win. And, and then Saturday, obviously, um, Atlantic hosts Melbourne Central Catholic. Atlantic looking to go to what, 2 0, 3 0? Yeah, they would go to 3 0. Yeah. Atlantic will face Melbourne Central Catholic, a playoff team from last year. I said that on Monday, their defense was very impressive. The offense, it. it ran a lot of plays. They ran 88 plays in that game. Good Lord. So it was a, I'm wondering how the legs are going to feel. They ran the ball a ton. They they play with tempo. There's not a lot of recovery time. There's not a lot of practice time in between even though they are kicking off on Saturday. Yeah. Um, there's there's going to be some you know some need to rest up there and they lost Dallas Loveless to an ankle injury. So whether he's going to be ready to go on Saturday, probably a, a bit of a tall order. They turned to CJ yeah. Robinson to carry the load in the second half. Um, so I think Atlantic is is obviously a team that is going to grind it out. They're going to have to win some games just on the strength of their defense. DJ May will be the first one to tell you that, that that's the strength of this unit that, that needs to lead the way. Mm -hmm. The other team I'm, I'm curious to see about is University. They're, they're yes. very quietly 2-0. That's right. They go to Westport, and they've, you know, they've handled their business so far. They've gone out there and really dominated the two teams they've played. They really um, haven't even given it a point. Have they given it a point yet this they've year? They've not. They've, <laughs> so they've, so the, you look at the drastic turnaround. This is the first time they've had back-to-back -back shutouts since the start of the 2015 season. Since I've been mistaken. here, yeah. So the, you look at the turnaround defensively. Christian Kennick and Logan Hayner have been really the key players in that, in that turnaround, how well they've started the season. And, and obviously the schedule will get tougher, but Westport's a team that was down last year. It's a great opportunity for them to go to 3-0 and and potentially crack the Fab Five, depending on how things play out. Look at that tease. Wow, look at you. I am Zach Dean. This is Chris Boyle. I am going to be in uh, DeLand for the DeLand Seminole game. You're going to be at the Flagler Spruce Creek Showdown. It's going to be a fun Friday night. Thank God it's back. No hurricanes out there. Could be some weather. But, hey, I hope it rains because that could just add to the drama on Friday. So let it pour. Just not in the press box. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Chris Boyle DBNJ, Zach Dean DBNJ, on the Facebook group, which you guys have been doing great at. Uh, News Journal Online, we'll have the halftime stories, we'll have the full uh, recaps afterwards. I'm Zach Dean, it's Chris Boyle, we will see you on Friday. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.